Hi everyone, my name is Alex Hastings, and welcome to this episode of Diary of a Trans Man. For more information, you can check out my Instagram at diaryoftm.podcast or with Facebook name, Diary of a Trans Man Podcast. If you have any questions you would like to be answered, you can also email me at diaryoftm.podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, it's been so long since I posted an episode, but now that we're all back here together, let's get on with the show. Today's episode is going to be all about answering just a few questions people online have about being transgender and transitioning. It's important to note that not everybody needs to medically transition in order to qualify as being transgender, but some of these questions are geared more towards those who are looking to medically transition or have started the process already. So the first question I have is, how much did your name change cost? So the cost of a name change will vary depending on which state you're in, if you live in the U.S., or which country if you're somewhere else. I uh, did my name change in the state of Virginia, so it overall cost me roughly $40. It's easier to do your name change where you were born because they have your public records, but you can submit a name change in any state if you live somewhere else. So I would do research for if the state you are currently living in has a name change that costs roughly $200, like the state of New York or somewhere that requires you to publish an ad in the newspaper um, before your name change can legally be acknowledged. Is 30 years old too old to start testosterone? No, it is never too old to start testosterone unless you are literally on your deathbed, you know, ready to kick the bucket. I started when I was 25 years old, but I, I know people who started when they were 50, 60 years old. So whenever it is never too late in life to start living authentically. Now one user online posted that they used a SDP for the first time. And for those who don't know what SDP stands for, that means stand to pee. It's just a device that allows you to pee standing up. And the question was, what was everybody's first time? So now my first time was actually before the before I even knew that I was transgender officially and had gone through all the processes. The army actually issues anybody designated female a stand to pee device before you deploy. And it's basically just a I think they called it a shiwi. You can buy them online, just plastic tubing. And so I actually would use that when I was when I was deployed over in Europe to use the bathroom when I was in the field or something. So that was my first time. It actually gave me a heads up for when I started to use them more often 
because I had had the practice before. Does shaving your face stimulate hair growth? This is a common myth that's been perpetuated even on the, the cis male side. No, shaving your face does not stimulate your hair growth. What it does is cuts the hair follicles at an odd angle um, that makes them look rougher and feel more sharp, which can perpetuate visually the that the makes it look like that your your beard is actually growing in thicker and darker faster but if you give it a few weeks after that you'll see that it, it softens it back out as the the hair goes through its its cycles and stages and it does take time uh, for you to achieve a full beard look which leads into the, the next question of what are the stages of growing a beard I can only answer this like 60% of the way since over the last three years of being on testosterone, I've achieved basically a chin beard and I'm just now starting to get some stuff coming in on my cheeks. So the first stage kind of the hair starts to, to appear, but it's going to be like peach fuzz, blonde, baby hair. Uh, and generally, from the trends that I've seen in myself and from those online, the most common places for this to first appear is on your your chin. And for some genetic, genetically predispositioned people uh, on, on their cheeks. The color all depends on, on your genetics. Um, so, like for me... I have brown hair, but my beard grows in kind of blonde, so that makes it even harder to see. Eventually, after a couple years or earlier, depending on your genetics, uh, your beard will start to fill in more places on your face. Um, but even it's important to remember that even some cis male people can't grow proper beards. <laughs> Popular examples are Johnny Depp. Um, you can take a look at his old photos and you can see he never had a full beard, just a mustache and a, and a chin beard, basically. And it's important to remember that growing a beard does not make you any less of a man. And you should not define yourselves by your abilities to or to not grow a beard. Can tea make you grow taller? I wish, but no. Unless you are still in the developmental stages of your, your youth where your long bones have the, the ability to continue growing, you are stuck at the height that you started uh, testosterone with. So for me, I, I'm 5'6", but sometimes, and I do get taped by the, the army for my height you know, every six months, Sometimes they do have me at 5'7", and I think this is purely because of better posture uh, due to increased uh, muscle gain and confidence. So you're not going to grow, you know, another 6 inches to put you over 6 foot if you're somewhere in the low fives. You might gain that, that little inch or half inch just based off of posture. <laughs> and that's the best we can hope for, really. 
What did you notice within the first week of starting testosterone? Well, um, the first the first couple things I noticed was my my voice started to get pretty sore. It felt like I kind of cold, um, and I got hot. Like uh, every everything was was hot. Uh, I was wearing shorts and t shirts, and I granted I started in you know late fall, December. So this was weird uh, for me. Those were really the first things I noticed uh, within the first week. Obviously, the first three months you're gonna see the most changes. Uh, that's when my voice really started to drop, uh, and it kept on dropping as you can <laughs> tell by this this podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to kind of what my voice sounded like uh, in 2019, scroll back to the, the first couple episodes of this podcast series. And then you can, you can see, I, I think I even threw a, an audio clip in one of the episodes where uh, I took a video of myself pre-T to compare. Now to wrap this whole episode up with a fun question, what is your go-to date night clothing? So for me, I have a, a few go-to things that I like to, to lean towards when, when I'm going on, on a date. And this all depends on what time of day your date is, what your activities are, and so on. But number one rule, never wear shorts. Uh, unless you're, you know, a teenager, you just really can't get away with that anymore. So wear, wear jeans, nice pants, and you can wear a t-shirt if it's a nice t-shirt. My usual go-to is either a, a nice v-neck or maybe a button-up uh, long-sleeve shirt. I was also born in the 90s, so I have a lot of polos, and those are, those are one of my go-tos as well. And that's for more of your, you know, your casual daytime date. If you're going something nice at night, looking towards more like a, a blazer or a sweater or something that shows you, you have respect for the person you're going out with, so you're putting effort into your wardrobe. If you need help finding blazers or sizes or something that doesn't, uh, that can fit you better, and if you have a little bit of money to spend, I would recommend going online and finding something that's custom fit or bespoke, as I like to say. I used uh, Hockerty, and it's just a website online where you can take your measurements and put it in, and they'll, they'll send you a suit that's custom fit to those measurements. And then you try it on, and if the, the sizings are a bit off, you can send it back to them and within seven days, and they'll adjust your, your fit for you. And for someone like me who doesn't like to go into a store and, you know, deal with people, this option works great. And I have a, a black suit that fits me perfectly and a couple blazers I can wear uh, that have perfect fit, good, good length in the arms and stuff, and relatively, you know, uh, relatively cheap, expensive, depending on what your definitions of those, those signs are. It costs me about... Uh, 200 uh, euro for, for a nice blazer that was custom fit. Just some options for your next date night. You always want to dress to impress, right? So this has been another great episode of Diary of a Trans Man. I hope you all took something away from me answering these questions for you. 
And if you have any more questions, feel free to send them to my inbox at diaryoftm.podcast at gmail.com. My name is Alex Hastings, and this has been a great show. I hope to see you again next time on Diary of a Trans Man.